Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so a lot of times when I've talked about narcissism to people that either haven't experienced it, haven't gone through it, or don't know anything about it, um, they don't really understand they don't understand like what's going on, like what's going through the other person's head. They don't understand that that type of abuse exists out there. And one of the areas, one of the realms, circles that I've experienced that a lot in is in a lot of different Christian circles. So whatever type of religion, like just Christianity as a whole, a lot of times doesn't seem to understand the concept of narcissism, doesn't understand like what's actually going on with it. And for me, what I've experienced is a lot of times people just either look down on it or they just kind of think like, oh, this doesn't exist. And that was something that I grew up with for a long period of time. It wasn't necessarily consciously taught to me, but it was subconscious through interactions, through people that I interacted with, through my upbringing, through the the church scene, like different things like that, that uh, a lot of like mental health was like discounted and it was kind of shoved to the side of okay, well, you just need to trust God and be better, or you just need to uh, confess your sin, and then you won't be dealing with, you know, whatever you're dealing with. There are different things like that. And while I do think there's uh, truth to that, uh, I do think there's also an aspect that a lot of times people discount mental health issues, and people discount, like, what's actually going on inside people's heads, inside people's brains. And um, while I am a believer and I am a person that says that, you know, I believe God can change and can work in anybody's heart and anybody's life, I do think there also is the point that he's not just going to manipulate people and he's not going to make them do whatever, um, but he gives them a choice and he gives them that free will. And the hard thing is, like, some people are like, God can change anybody. And I'm like, yes, God can change anybody. But at the same time, the other person has to be willing to change. They have to be willing to be honest. They have to be willing to be open to admitting that they're wrong, you know, admitting that they have sin in their lives, like whatever it might be. And a lot of times in Christian circles, it comes across like narcissism isn't a thing. Like it's not real. It's not uh, uh, as abusive or it's not as manipulative or it's not as like selfish or whatever as what it is. Um, or it's just explained a way of like, oh, well, they're just dealing with a lot of pride right now or they're dealing with a lot of selfishness or maybe they've just um, not been fulfilled in a certain area. So that's why they're cheating or like different things like that. And uh, for me, a lot of times it's hard to explain it to some people. So I was reading um a couple months ago and then it came back up just in in reading again and the other night I shared it on a live and I actually sat down and kind of like read through a little bit of the Bible and shared a little bit on a live of how I see narcissism in the Bible and for me it's actually going back to um, the almost the second last letter the second last letter in uh, the book of the Bible of the letter of Jude and going in there this got warnings of just the history of the ungodly of like what's going on and as i kind of look through it i wanted to share a little bit today maybe you'll enjoy this episode maybe not um i don't really care because this is what i'm i'm experiencing what i'm going through and what i wanted to share with you guys but 
Um, so it starts off of Jude and it starts going through like the first couple sentences, like acknowledging like what's going on. You know, this is James is talking, um, you know, to, to right there. And then um, as we get down into it, it says in verse four, it says, For certain people have crept in unnoticed, just as they were sneaking in by a side door. So like these people are like infiltrating the church, the believers, like the godly people there, they're infiltrating this. And these people, they're ungodly persons. It says ungodly persons whose condemnation was predicted long ago, for they distort the grace of God into decadence and an immoral freedom, viewing it as an opportunity to do whatever they want. So like the idea of like becoming a Christian, now I'm saved, now I can check that box, now I can do whatever I want. Like that's not Christianity. Um, and that's not having a relationship with God. And they deny and disown our only master and Lord Jesus Christ. So anyway, so it's talking about these people that are like infiltrating, like literally like sneaking in the side door, sneaking into Christianity, sneaking into people's lives. And this is where you see like, I think, narcissism, like invading the church, invading Christianity. Um, so then I want to skip a couple of verses so I can give like more description. Okay, so it's talking in verse 8 and it says, Nevertheless, in the same way, these dreamers... So it's talking about the same people that are sneaking in. These dreamers who are dreaming that God will not punish them. And that's what's like really crazy because as a narcissist, like one of the things is I live in the moment. I want to be only present with what, I, what I'm at and I'm ignoring all shame and guilt because I don't want to get punished by that. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to acknowledge it. So it's literally like the idea of like it says dreamers here, like is the idea of like lying to myself, like gaslighting myself of like, this isn't going to happen. Like, it's not a big deal. Like I can do whatever I want, that kind of a thing. And these dreamers that are dreaming that God will not punish them also defile the body. So narcissism a lot of times defiles the body with different substances, with different abuse, um, with other people, like all this type of stuff um, and reject legitimate authority. Wow. Because a um, authority is built on boundaries is built on actual legitimate boundaries that authority is set in place whether that's government whether that's uh, schools churches like whatever it might be um or whether that's relationships like there's like different aspects of like authority and respect and boundaries that a narcissist doesn't handle that they don't like i don't like boundaries boundaries a lot of times for a narcissist is just a challenge how can i break them how do i get past them because i'm rebellious and i think it's all about me um also defile the body reject legitimate authority and revile and mock uh angels Okay, and so then down here, verse 10. Um, so these men, so the same people that we're talking about, sneer at anything which they do not understand. And I was like, whoa, that is so true in my life. So like early on when um, Kayla and I were married, like there was stuff that she would struggle with, like depression, anxiety. And because of my upbringing, because of the circles that I'd been in, and because of my own life, I didn't really view those as being real. I was like, okay, you struggle with anxiety? Like just trust God more. Like be more confident. Like uh, get your head out of the sand. Like just keep going. Like I didn't think that it was real because for me as a narcissist if i hadn't experienced it if it wasn't something that i had firsthand knowledge of then i was like that doesn't exist like you know just be better like like just didn't connect in one sense these men sneer at anything which they do not understand and whatever they do by mere instinct like unreasonable and irrational beast like wow that's very true as well like a lot of the stuff that i do is by instinct you know lying by instinct or you know avoiding something by instinct running away from something by instinct like hiding from a conversation like manipulating someone else a lot of it over a period of time becomes very instinctual of this is what i need to do to survive this is what i need to protect myself this is what i need to do to not get the result that i don't want etc etc and so then skipping down to verse 12 going to say here in Jude verse 12 these men are hidden reefs and elements of great danger 
to others. Like, how true is that? Like, oftentimes you think of a reef, and if it's hidden, like the boat doesn't see it, all of a sudden the boat runs aground. It can capsize the boat, it can rip the boat up, it can, you know, shipwreck the entire boat just by it running over this reef. And oftentimes that's what a narcissist looks like. They look like a great person, a great experience, like an awesome thing, a beautiful, beautiful sunset, whatever it might be, and then all of a sudden you run aground. Like you run into the reef because of the fact that they've got a lot of hidden stuff underneath that you didn't actually know about. So what seemed great on the surface wasn't too great once you got below it. Um, again with verse 12, um, in their love feast they feast together without um, sorry, in their love feast they feast together with you without fear, looking after only themselves. Like how true is that? Like majority of narcissists don't fear you. Like they'll yell at you, they'll scream at you, they'll rage at you, and oftentimes they'll walk around and having blatant lies and really not having much fear about it. Like they'll walk out of the house and go be with someone else. They'll have another relationship with someone else. They'll interact with both of you at the same time in the same room, and they don't have any fear about it because they're living in the moment. They're not really caring about the other person. They're not really caring about you know, respecting another person's boundaries or whatever it might be, and they have literally like no fear a lot of times just to do whatever they want. They're like clouds without water, swept along by the winds, autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted, and lifeless. Like when you think about that, they have like clouds that aren't bringing anything to the table, and they're like uh, trees that aren't producing any fruit. Like they're literally just dead inside. As far as they're not bringing anything to the table, they're not helping out in any way, they're not engaging, they're not doing anything except literally just sucking the life away from you. I mean, that's a lot of times what narcissism is. Um, number 13, wild waves of the sea flinging up their own shame like foam. And I was like, holy cow, because a lot of narcissism is built on shame, is built on insecurities, is built on hiding from that guilt, like running away from that account. Accountability. And so as a result, like I'm going to take any shame that I have and I'm going to use that to whip and push you around. And so it's like the idea of like these wild waves of the sea flinging up their own shame like foam. Like when I have shame, that's when I'm going to rage harder. That's when I'm going to make your life tumultuous and really just destroy a lot of things that you're used to. Like put you off balance, put you off kilter, like take away like your safety, your comfort and everything like that. Because I have to be able to take my shame that I'm feeling and either put it on you or transition it so that I'm not experiencing it so that I'm not held accountable for it. And if I can push it on anyone else, then I feel better about myself, and then I can move on. Uh, wandering stars for whom the gloom of deep darkness has been reserved forever. Um, and then verse 16, these people are habitual murmurers. So constantly complaining, griping, complaining, following after their own desires controlled by passion. Now, how true is that? Like a narcissist, like they're controlled so many times by passion. Well, I did this because I wanted to. Like I cheated because you weren't giving me what I wanted. I did this because it's what I wanted. I obsessed over this. I jumped into you know drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. Like they become obsessive, addictive in a lot of nature because they're only run by their own instincts, run by their own passions, their own desires. Um, they speak arrogantly. Very true. So I think everybody agree with that. And then the last part of verse 16, pretending admiration and flattering people to gain an advantage. <laughs> like, 
right there you have like a lot of the boxes checked on even like the dsm5 level of like what's actually going on but then you also have just like basic characteristics of what a lot of narcissists do so like the the love bombing the gaslighting the manipulation like all the types of things of of speaking pretending admiration and flattering other people like love bombing and and building someone up in order to be able to get something from them in order to be able to gain advantage of who they are, what they're doing, what they know, so they can control and manipulate another person. Anyways, random note, I just wanted to share that with you guys today. Something I shared the other day on my live that I saw that was um, in here. Um, I don't put a ton of stuff up here about my faith, um, but that is something that I saw that I wanted to put out there because I think a lot of times um, Christianity as a whole discounts narcissism and mental health and want to put out that, hey, it's pretty clear that it's in there as well of all the different attributes, all the different things that's going on with that, they're in there. Um, and so people need to give it more weight than what they do. If you like what you see here, subscribe to my channel. Would love to interact with you more. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook uh, to be able to interact there. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks so much. Uh, give me a couple of stars just to spread the message about narcissism and how it's affecting other people's lives and everything like that. If you'd like to meet one time, uh, whether you're uh, a narcissist or whether you're a person in a narcissistic abusive relationship, um, would love to meet with you. Would love to help coach you any way that I can to get closure, to break the lies, to be able to work as you progress farther in life and kind of deal with things step by step. Anyways, if you want that, reach out rawmotivations.com. Uh, we'd love to have you interact there. Uh, we've got one-on-ones on there, videos, the podcast, uh, also a tab for the NARC app as we're trying to get that slowly off the ground as it's getting approvals pretty soon. Uh, but anyways, thanks. Thanks for listening.